And welcome back to the Fake Football Real People Show. We got Tyler Solis. We got Tyler Entz. We got Sam Clinch. And we got myself, Garrett Morgan. This week, we're talking ads and drops, some top waiver wire pickups. Sam, why don't you go ahead and start us off? I guess the biggest news, at least for me, coming out of the league this morning is Bill O'Brien's finally gone. He's finally out of Houston. Thank God. Him and his butt chin can go somewhere else and uh, quit ruining my team. I can become a fan now. I told everyone I wouldn't support him. I would I would still support him, but I couldn't be serious about him with O'Brien uh, leading that sinking ship. So glad to see him gone. Excited to see who they're going to get and see if we can rebuild that team and hopefully keep Deshaun in Houston for a while. I don't think this really has any implications as far as fantasy-wise. I don't think it – changes any value with um with the team um it improves it improves them you think it improves them just to have o'brien out oh yeah well i don't know i don't i really don't think it changes much uh they had a, another disappointing loss this week um so these your boy brandon cooks decided to throw up a, a goose egg um where are we at with brandon cooks now i mean I, do, he, I have a question i want to dial back on just for a minute in terms of the play calling, who's going to be play calling now? I honestly have no idea. Probably the, So Garrett could have a point. They're probably going to just stay with the offensive coordinator that they had before Bill O'Ryan retook it over. Yeah. Who was who did they start the year K- off? Kelly was the, was calling. And I, I don't see them just flipping the script and no, changing yeah. it. Cornell's going to be the interim head coach. He's a defensive-minded coach, so he's not going to be involved in the offense whatsoever. So. Yeah, um, that's what I figured. That's what I figured I, I don't, someone new would take over. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be any drastic scheme change, or I don't think you're going to see any noticeable change to the offense. Unfortunately, um, this year, um, I think it's going to be pretty similar, uh, it, and it does seem like Will Fuller's finally kind of taken over that number one role um, and and run with it. Uh, like we talked about Brandon Cooks has has been disappointing. I don't know. I think I, I, you can't start him right now. You can't start him, but I mean, we all know Will Fuller's history, so I don't think you drop him yet. I really don't. I don't plan on it. You know, I would like I, to, but I don't plan on it because I'm the same way. I mean, once I him and Deshaun figure it out, they're going to be good together. Deshaun's got to get it going at some point this year. Yeah, I would. I would agree. I, I, I think, and it is. We're still only four games in. No off season for for Cooks and Watson to get on the same page, but it is concerning. But like Pence said, Wolf Fuller is he doesn't have to be in a game. He's one route away in practice from tearing his hamstring again or ripping an ACL or something. So um, I, I'm with you. I, I don't drop Brandon yet, but but take he, him out of your lineup. Yeah, and yeah. he's gonna have to. I mean, this was the best. Matchup. This was a top five matchup for him, and at home, you know, he he didn't get hurt. He didn't leave the game. I mean, it, it just. This was really surprising for me to see him throw up a goose egg. Maybe a bad game, but to not have anything is was tough. So um, I'm with y'all. Let's keep him on the bench. But he's gonna need to show me something the next couple of weeks, or or I'm I'm cutting loose on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he if he don't show little promise in the next two weeks, yeah, you got to get him off your roster. It's a waste. I want to ask a, a quick question. We don't have to go go into it. It's just aimed at you, Sam. Uh, your top two guys that you, you'd like to see him sign. Um, I would like to see. I mean, I haven't done. A lot of thinking about it, but um, Ben and me out of out of Kansas City is, yeah. is definitely. I mean, I figure that's the number one. He's the guy. Um, he's been 
Andy Reid's coaching tree is really impressive, and he's been under Andy Reid for a while. He's been calling their plays. He really understands Andy Reid's offense, and I'd, I'd love to have a piece of that and put Deshaun in a similar offense to Mahomes and see if we can – their offensive line's improving, see if so we can get him some more. So do you have a second name that kind of pops I in I mean, McDaniels head? is the one that gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. Um, rightfully so. There's still a lot of um, New England connections um, in our front office, so that name's going to get thrown around a lot. I, I – don't personally love it, uh, but it would be better than O'Brien. Um, if he's strictly the coach, uh, maybe I can get with it. I, I do think he brings a pretty good offensive scheme to the table. So if it's if it's that, I, I could. He's shown that he can adapt to what he has. Yes, so, for sure. I, mean, I think for he, sure. he could find a, a good offense for it. But I, I do agree with you. If he does take over, I don't. I don't really want to see him call plays. I want to kind of. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I don't. I don't really trust McDaniel's. Maybe that's because he stood up the Colts on their coaching job. His yeah. his stint in Denver was pretty wild, in my opinion. Made a lot of he had his hand in a lot of personnel decisions that I didn't agree with. So I wouldn't I wouldn't love that that hiring, but it would be be way better than O'Brien. So another game that I was really excited to watch uh, this week wasn't the great, greatest football matchup, but for fantasy it was a good one, and that was the Bengals and the Jaguars. And Mixon finally got going. Thank God, Pence. <laughs> Thank I know God. you've been <laughs> yeah. you've been wanting them. You want them to do something. You got them in your your two leagues, basically. So yeah, I got them in both leagues. So <laughs> it was nice to to have that that happen. I needed I needed a little a uh, little jump from Mixon. I kind of I mean I had kind of not really shopped. I'd mentioned that I you know I'd listened to a trade for Mixon. Uh, I I still would somebody would have had to give up a lot for him because I know that he's going to come on strong at the end of the year like he did last year. But to see him get that little spark, I, I'm I'm pretty excited running running forward. So, I think he I I think he continues here, kind of going forward. I mean, he obviously not 42 points, but uh, I think the momentum and I think they're gonna find the w- way, find a way to get him the ball more than just running it at at the defensive line. Yeah, that's that's been the only frustrating thing with him because the carries have been there. It's just going back to last year, they haven't used him a lot or in the ways that I think they should in the passing game. But they, they did throw to him quite a bit this week. And I think they really wanted to get him going and, you know, just get him involved a lot more in this offense. And um, a, a big blow-up game was, was going to happen soon, and uh, glad it happened this week. Um, for the receivers, man, it, is A.J. Green done? He, he looks like it. I watched a pretty good portion of that, and he looks like a shell of himself. Yeah, I, I watched – uh, a little bit of that game, but I I just Tyler Boyd's the number one there, and T Higgins has is just emerging at this point, and, and every time that I've watched him, it just seems like Burrow and AJ just can't really get on the same page, and when he is throwing it to AJ, there's absolutely no separation. There's no separation. There's he no looks, separation. He looks slow. He can't he can't make those last minute adjustments to go up or to go sideways. He just the volume's been there. Um, it really wasn't as much this week, but this was the game that AJ was supposed to get going to, and he ends up with one one catch for three yards. Uh, he's in that Brandon Cooks territory for me, where I'm I'm debating cutting him loose if I if I need the spot. I wouldn't like to. I'd still like to hang on to him for a couple more weeks to see if him and Burrow can get on the same page, to see if he can regain some strength, can you know shake off some more rust because you know he's basically missed two years he's getting older but he just does not does not look good and like you said uh pence higgins for me is is a must add right now he's 
he looks really explosive. Um, Burrow seems to to look to him pretty. He he looked at him qu- quite a bit. Um, he may be he could be that number two in the yeah. offense um, for for sure. Yeah, I jumped on him. I mean, I got to watch him against the Eagles, the beloved team, and he had a pretty good game. He went five for forty with two tutties on nine targets. He had about six targets in week two, nine in week three, and four in week seven. So, I mean, it's only I mean it's right there where you want it. I mean, average of eight targets and. He looked good against the Eagles. I'm not saying they're the best cornerbacks, but he looked good. It just it sparked me, and I mean, I think he's going to ride that through the rest of this year. Yeah, I think Higgins is going to be uh, somebody to really keep your eye on, and with the amount of times that Cincinnati's throwing the ball right now, I mean, Burrow's uh, the first rookie to ever throw for 350 yards in three games in a row. Um, they're chunking it, and, and you know, there was going to be a wide receiver too, and people thought it was going to be AJ, but to see T. Higgins already kind of emerged this early. Uh, yeah, he's a must-add, he, and he, he's almost to the point where, he, you know, I, you know, next week, I, I mean, he's a flex play. Yeah, for sure. He, he definitely is. Like like you were saying, Fence, the volume in this passing offense is there for for three receivers to, you know, to, to put up consistent numbers, um, especially Higgins, if he can keep that rapport with, with Burrow going. And if Burrow's still available in your league or – if you're, you know, looking for if your quarterback options haven't panned out and maybe he's on someone's bench, I would go. I would look to go, you know, go after him pretty aggressively because he's he's just, he's just chunking it and he is he is getting better and better every week. The offense line still sucks, but the defense is terrible. He's gonna throw the ball a lot. It's a perfect recipe for him to get a lot of points. Yeah, back on that T Higgins pickup, I'm pretty excited. Uh, though their schedule coming up isn't the easiest. I mean, they got Baltimore next followed by Indianapolis, followed by Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans. And while all four of them have their respective defenses, I mean, the first two are pretty tough. What do you all think on T. Higgins and Joe Burrow? And really, I mean, we'll stick to those two guys in this next matchup. Well, I mean, you'd be Pence talked about T. being in a flex play. Um, I mean, versus Baltimore and Indianapolis, those two um, passing defenses are both playing great right now. So, he probably still flex, but it's it's a low lower end flex for me. Probably more of a you know touchdown dependent flex in my opinion. So moving over to the other side of the ball uh, in this game, uh, obviously Chark got it going. It was great to see him get um, some better volume. Finally, you see the targets increase. He got in the zone twice, so that's what we we're hoping for going into the year. Hopefully, that continues. I, I do think we'll, we'll continue to see dominant performances like this from Chark, but. I think LaVisca's carving out a nice number two role in that offense for himself. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, right now LaVisca is your wide receiver too. It's nice to see Keelan Cole kind of drop off. And, and like Sam had talked about last week, you know, the the rushing, they rushed LaVisca early in the season. And then uh, I kind of think that that was just them really wanting to get the ball into his hands and see how he looks while he kind of gets the offense going, you know, with COVID going on. He's a rookie. Uh, it takes a little bit, but he's starting to carve himself out as a pure receiver, and, and he's in the slot, and he's getting the targets, and he's he's good with the ball in his hands. Yeah, he's 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 very good with the ball in his hands. I will say that he did get nicked up a little bit with the hamstring injury. I don't know how serious it is, but um, unless he's you know expected to miss some time, he's he's definitely a top three uh, wide receiver ad for me this week. Um, I think he's continues to they continue to expand his role in this offense and if he's if he's getting 
six plus targets a week, he's gonna he's gonna start paying off um, weekly. And like you said, he just he's just so damn good with, with the ball in his hands. Yeah, and if he puts up another week like he has the last two and shown you know that same volume is there, I think you he's gonna be talked about getting started. I yeah, mean, for sure, getting getting started in that flex role at some point. Yeah, soon. I, I mean, unless you're. I mean, we're starting to get into bye weeks, and hopefully we don't have any more games postponed due to COVID, but that's always always a possibility. But I would like to keep them on the bench for another week or two and, and see if they can – see if the targets, you know, continue to come. Um, but like you said, Pence, he's he's pretty close to getting into that starter range um, for me. Uh, we didn't – I didn't talk about it earlier when we talked about the Texans, but on the other side of the ball, Justin Jefferson really ex- – expanded and had another another good game after his his breakout game last week uh i mean you guys know i like justin jefferson coming out of college and i'm uh pretty excited to see what he's doing here i wish he was doing it for a different team but um overall i i liked uh, i liked uh justin jefferson in this last matchup trying to find this stat real quick so i'm just trying to waste time sorry guys I like Justin Jefferson in this last matchup. He went four for 103 on five targets. But the most impressive thing to me is, is his average was 25.8, um, and his longest was 29 yards. So you do the math on that. Every catch was right over 25 yards in that 25 to 29 range, and that's pretty impressive to be that consistent um, in, in the in the penetrations of the middle and deep parts of the field. Yeah, and the, the passing volume is not here in this offense, but – uh, luckily, the targets are really all going to four players. It's Thielen's number one. Um, Justin Jefferson's now their clear number two. Dalvin's catching a few passes out of the backfield, and so is Rudolph. But it's really run the shit out of Dalvin, throw the ball a little bit to to Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Um, it, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty simple. Justin Jefferson's running a lot of the over routes and the play action bootleg. Uh, these are very efficient routes. This is what Diggs has been doing for them for the last couple of years uh, and it's I just think he doesn't need to see eight nine targets game to be a good a good uh, fantasy receiver I think he could be one of those guys that's just a really efficient receiver on you know a smaller number of targets but um, hopefully he can keep expanding on this they can find a few more ways to, to get on the ball and hopefully they start throwing the ball a little bit more because um, he's going to be he's going to be really good if he can start getting into that eight nine targets um, per game but he he's definitely taken over that that Diggs role uh, in Minnesota. So let's move over to the um, to your team, Pence. The the Cowboys another disappointing loss this week against the Browns. Browns hung what forty nine on them. Yeah, forty nine. Baker threw. They rushed for like three hundred yards, <laughs> and Baker only threw one hundred sixty five yards or something. So defense is just pitiful. But something happened in that game. Pretty unfortunate for some fantasy owners. So. Yeah. Nick Nick Chubb goes down. Uh, MCL sprain after he got rolled up on. Kind of a, a weird play for a running back to get hurt on. Uh, really unfortunate. Looks like he's going to be out about six weeks. Um, obviously, we're not going to spend too much time talking about Hunt here. Pence, I think you, you're you pretty open. He's he, You think he's a top five top five running top, back? Top five play until Hunt gets – or not Hunt. Hunt is a top five play until Chubb gets back. But, I mean, he's a must start. He's going to be top five. Top five. Yeah. Top he's, five, top five. <laughs> Shout out to Roy. Shout out Roy. We miss you, bud. Um, yeah, I I agree. Uh, he's going to be a, a monster uh, over the next six weeks, and he's going to continue to do what he's been doing whenever uh, Chubb gets back. Hunt, if he stays healthy, he's going to be one of the biggest steals uh, in the mid rounds for fantasy this year. Um, I mean, 
the biggest surprise of this game was Dearness Johnson uh, coming in to replace Chubb. Finishes with 13 carries for 95 yards. So, um, I mean, he has to be one of the top running back pickups this week, huh? Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he maybe pick up one. You know, the Browns have shown that they can do it with two running backs, and both of them been fantasy relevant. Uh, I'd like to have him on my team and and stick him into the flex. You know, you, you got a guy that's averaged that many yards in that offense, or average per carry in that offense. They're going to run the ball successfully. So if he sees that 13, 14 carries that he did in this last game, he's going to put up points. Yeah, you always see uh, you know the side of like receivers hitting you know maybe three hundred yard receiving games or whatever. Um, but you had DeAndre Johnson, Odell, and Cream on all. Cremont all rushed for 70 yards. That just shows how consistent the running game is, whether it is on a you know a flex or whatever Odell took off to the house or compared to the two running backs being supported. So you guys are right. Yeah, they this team wants to run the ball first. They want Baker to complement this offense. They don't want Baker to be uh, really running it and to be the focal point. So this, this offense definitely runs through their running game. Um, Darnus is not going to come in and do what Chubb or Hunt's been doing, but any running back that can get you, can, you know, you can bank on getting 10 to 15 carries in most good matchups. Um, that's very valuable um, in fantasy, especially as we continue to have more injuries and bye weeks are already here. So, yeah, uh, yeah he's are. if he's not the number one running back ad, he's number two. Um, and he's he's up there. I mean, he, he's probably the number one ad this week for me. Um, I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to get a ton of touchdowns, but uh, a few catches, um, 10 to 15 carries, and you know, decent chance to get in the end zone week in, week out is um, can be used in a running back spot and definitely in a flex spot. Going on, going to the Cowboys side of the ball. I mean, the offense is throwing up huge numbers. Um, Dak, I mean, he's. I wouldn't trade him straight up for any quarterback in the league right now, as far as fantasy wise. The defense is going to suck all year. They may get a little bit better, but not that much. Not enough for it to <laughs> not enough for it to matter. To matter for so, Dak. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's in for a huge season. Um, so I'm paced to break the NFL record for passing yards in the season. So, uh, and he has the weapons to do it. Yeah, and for, that's, I mean for sure. So, I mean, Amari's locked in as a top eight receiver. Is you know, as long as he can stay healthy, seeing. Uh, consistent targets week in week out for me the biggest surprise on this offense it has to be Gallup I was extremely high on him um, called him a sleeper really didn't get him in that many leagues um, I mean it kind of working out in the end but I was a little disappointed but I mean Lamb has com- has clearly taken over that number two role in Dallas uh, he's playing in the slot a lot he's getting a lot of targets so CD probably top twenty guy the rest of the way at the wide receiver position. I think Gallup's now. He's a low end wide receiver three that's going to have big weeks, but it's also going to have some games. He's going to be inconsistent. Um, unfortunately, he's going to be. He does have that deep threat role still, and there's going to be weeks where him and Dak hit on a couple of them, but there's just not enough volume right now going to him um, for him to be a consistent performer i'm definitely not dropping him but uh someone i'm probably gonna try to move to the bench if i can or move to a a, you know flex spot in in deeper leagues Uh, i mean schultz is with with jarwin going down schultz is really taking advantage of the opportunity he's getting a lot of targets Um, 
besides the two running backs, uh, or besides Dearness Johnson, another running back we'll talk about soon. Um, I mean, Schultz, man, he has to be up there as far as one of the hottest waiver wire commodities this week, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, agreed. I'm just looking at this. Target-wise, the, the Cowboys had six players over five targets and then one at four. Um, it's crazy. It's starting to like look like kind of like the Chiefs offense was in terms of like there's just so many weapons. It's hard to pick who to play. Clearly, Cooper's going to get his. Zeke's going to get his. And Dak. And then, I mean, now it seems like Zam's like – I mean, uh, Zam. <laughs> Lamb's a, oh, every week play, honestly. Um, but but you're right. Like, you know, that Gallup's almost in like Sammy Watkins role. Like, he's going to have uh, some really big games, and then yeah. he's going to go for two for 29. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely I agree. agree with you. And Schultz is uh, tight end five right now. So, uh, yeah, he's a for sure must add. And at this point, he's a must start. Unless you have – Kittle, Waller, or Kelsey. I mean, he's a must start in my I opinion. Mean, yeah, I would still rather start like Ertz. Um, you know, there's a few other guys, but he's he's a he's yeah. a top ten play week in week out right now. Yeah. Um, until I tell I see something changing, but I really don't. I mean, I think he's probably a top ten option the rest of the way um, for the Cowboys. So. Let's switch it over and talk about the Washington football team and the the Ravens. The Ravens kind of got back on track this week. Offense has been kind of struggling. Uh, Lamar had a better game. Still wasn't a, a blow-up spot for him. The, the backfield's a, a complete mess. You can't start any of them right now. But talking about the Washington football team, Antonio Gibson is getting more and more involved every week. We talked about how raw he was coming out of college, but um, this is athletic ability and his explosiveness uh he had a horrible matchup versus the ravens i don't think anyone started him but you had to love what you what you saw from him he ended up with i believe 12 carries for 42 yards and a touchdown which isn't great but he caught four passes for 84 yards um he doesn't have the full time third down role yet they're still using um uh, mckissick mckissick uh, yeah. yeah mckissick but um He's getting more and more involved in that role week in, week out, and Haskins is there behind so much, and he's just having to dump off a lot of those passes to the running back. So as Gibson continues to get a, you know, get his foot in the door in that third down role, he, he, that's just going to improve. He's he's getting in that top 20 play for me the rest of the year too, and he's he's got some really good matchups coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, if, yeah, if, if, if you're, you you're hurting that running back and you're looking for someone to, to go out, look and see – if someone in your league has Gibson on their bench and maybe you can flip a you know a, a second a, a number two receiver number three receiver for him, I think he's going to have a a really big second half to the year. Yeah, especially with playing in CNFC East teams, the Giants, Cowboys. So yeah, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll pull up the schedule. I mean, this goes for McLaurin too, but I mean, it's Rams they, next week. They have the Rams this week, which is not a good matchup for their running or passing game. But then they get. The Giants and Dallas back to back weeks. Great. Terrible. They get a bye. Draft and they get I play them. They get Giants, Detroit, Cincinnati, and Dallas. I mean that's six matchups in a row that are just great for Gibson. Amazing. Yeah. Gibson and McLaurin. So um both guys I would try to buy low if, if you can. Um the Panthers and Cardinals game was a surprising one. Panthers um get their second straight win without McCaffrey. Shout out to the running backs don't matter crowd. I know they're celebrating, but Kenyon Drake, man, he's <laughs> this was supposed to be the week that he got going. I mean, the Panthers have been the best 
matchup for running backs this year, and he finishes with 13 rushes for 35 yards. I mean, another offense as a whole had a really down game for them. But that was my point. It's a product of the offense as a whole. But I do agree. But I mean, he should have been the one to kind of excite that offense in a sense too. Though he, he's been, I'm, he's been really bad. I'm, I'm starting to worry. E- I, I tell you, I'm eating words. I, I was, I was talking Drake up. I was huge on Drake this year. I wanted him on my team. I didn't get him. And I'm kind of wiping some sweat off the brow, kind of excited about that I didn't get him. I, I'm I'm to the point where I'm with you. I, I'm This is a, a panic situation for me with, with Drake. I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. So he did leave the game with the injury. It didn't come back. It doesn't sound like it's serious. sounds like he just got the, the wind knocked out of him. So it sounds like he's good to go going forward. I think there's positives and negatives um, to look at with Drake. The positives is he's still getting – a lot of carries they haven't paid off i think they will going forward a little bit more but i mean in the red zone they they have hopkins now to throw to murray's running the ball a lot more a lot more i don't know how many touchdowns are available for drake and then the negative the biggest negative is he's not getting the passing down work and they're using edmonds in that role a lot and i don't see that change in the rest of the way so i think the, for the people that thought drake was a rb1 going into the season that's definitely no longer the case um i think he's more of a mid to back end rb2 i would be testing the waters for trades seeing oh, if people 100%. Uh, and see seeing if you could get somebody to jump on it and oh, see if yeah. you can get some value for it because uh i think it's about time to hit the panic button would you yeah straight up would you trade antonio gibson for kenyan drake Yes. 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 And I, that's I'm, I'm there. Uh, I I'm there at this point 100%. How about if you have a McCaffrey owner that's on four and be willing to if you give up Drake and maybe a, a low end or lower end wide receiver to get McCaffrey you know and just wait for a few more weeks for McCaffrey to come back would you make that trade? It depends on my the rest of my bench and lineup and who yeah. I got, you know what I mean, how Yeah. Also strong. depends on my record too. Right, just say you're three and one or two and two, and you got Drake, and you you yeah. have a little bit of depth. Yeah. I'm trading Drake I'm, and, a, and yeah. a receiver, and, and holding on to McCaffrey on my bench for two or three weeks. I'll take that. That's yeah. fine. I'm I'm with you there. I'm not looking to sell too low on him. I mean, like I said, I, I think you just need to understand where his value is. He's like I said, he's probably a lower end RB two right now. So, um, a high end wide receiver two, or you know mid wide receiver two. Um, like a McLaurin or, or someone in that range, um, Chark, someone you know, someone like that would be great if you get them. I doubt you can. Um, if not, it's gonna have to be a, a running back of, of similar value. Um, but it's, I am starting to get pretty concerned. Um, here with with Kenyon Drake, uh, probably the best game of the weekend, or at least. Uh, you know, one of the best games of the weekend was the the Buccaneers and the Chargers. I watched that game um, from start to finish, and that was a really good game. Um, I think the my biggest takeaway for fantasy wise, besides Eckler's injury, is is how good Herbert looked. I mean, he was making some big time throws under pressure down the field. Looked very composed all game. I, he's he's someone I'm going out and and, and looking for uh, in the waiver wire this week for sure. If you have uh, maybe Matt Stafford on by. I think he's a great replacement um, this week. Um, Herbert is, and I think he has pretty good value going forward the rest of the year. As long as he stays the starter, right? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, 
<laughs> I know they they don't want Tyrod to lose the job based off what he had to go through, but I mean, how can you pull him at this point? I mean, it sucks, but it's NFL. I mean, yeah, and in, I mean, I wouldn't say it's going to stunt his growth, but you got to let him ride. Well, I, exactly. I, I'm an advocate for starting young quarterbacks early, and letting them just figure it out, and that's exactly what he's doing. Well, especially when he's having as much success as he has. I yeah. mean, you gotta you gotta let him, like I said, ride this momentum. Let him play while he's hot. Let him keep gaining confidence. Um, I mean, Eckler, Eckler's injuries is, changes this offense for sure. Uh, it's probably going to have to be a little more pass-heavy. So, I think Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry stock skyrockets. Um, I'm also – I'm still keeping my eye on Mike Williams. That's, what, that's literally what I was about to say, Pence. I, uh, I'm still keeping my eye. I've, I've actually dropped and picked him up twice in one <laughs> league already. So, I actually drafted him, dropped him, and then picked him up another week. Because I wanted to see how he was going to do with Herbert. But, like Sam said, Eckler going down, that brings more stock into that passing game. And you got to keep an eye on somebody like Mike Williams and a guy that has an arm like Herbert. Uh, I mean, that's – you. Got, you. I mean, I'm watching for sure. Yeah, he, and he threw three touchdown passes to three wide receivers that are all went undrafted first time in NFL history. But I'm, I'm with you. I mean – Williams Williams has the talent. It's, it's always health, and it's going to continue to be the health with him. But he, he's going to be available in a lot of leagues, and he's he's a nice he's be a nice add if if he's still out there. All three of those receivers, one reception on one target and a touchdown. 72, 60, 50, 72 53 Jaylen and nineteen. Yep, Gutton, Johnson, and Parman. But yeah. all of them had one reception on one target, and all were touchdowns. <laughs> two were fifty yarders. Yeah, that's yep. impressive. Yeah. They were two of them were. Jalen Gutton was a 72, were, were 72 yeah. yard touchdown. I think that Johnson one is the one I'm referencing, which is in the left corner of the end zone. Filthy pass. He threw he threw a lot of – His arm talent is – I mean, they said uh, that coming crazy. out. That he was one of the most pro-ready quarterbacks coming out. He he's looks I, – and I, I'll admit it. I, I'm not, I was not a Herbert fan coming out of the draft. I really wasn't. And he looks I was very, I, very, very impressive so far. I, I liked Herbert coming out. I wasn't like – advocating for him to get a start. I think he was one of those guys that I would have rather sat for a year and then came in because the talent was there. His mechanics are there. Um, I mean, obviously you, his accuracy was kind of up and down in college, but I mean, it was never, it was never about like the talent wise. So, but to see him come in into, you know, Hey, uh, Tyrod just got stabbed in the lung. You got to start. He didn't even, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy exactly literally happened. didn't know he was going to start and came in and, and played good his first game. Like legit seconds before kickoff. Yes, he thought they were joking. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes in and then almost beats Tom Brady. I, I don't know. He almost I mean, beat he Mahomes. Almost beat Mahomes. And, then, and then he had he – had, I mean, he had Brady beat. The defense could have done anything. I, I mean, it's just – yeah. it It's amazing to see somebody come in there and, and be able to play I like Keenan that. I loves it too. Yeah, Keenan's – Keenan's like wide receiver one. For yeah, he's he looks hilarious. Life is weird. Eight, eight for sixty two on twelve targets. Well, we, what he does with, or did with Philip Rivers, he's doing now with Herbert. He wasn't gonna do yeah. that with Tyrod. We knew that. He he's if Her, if Herbert's a starter, Keenan's right back into yeah. it. has been the last Go few years. Um, <laughs> biggest news out of this game though is is the Austin Eckler injury. Um, still don't know the exact timeline. It's kind of. I've seen different reports. He's definitely out the three weeks on IR. 
I would think minimum of like a six to eight weekend. They said six to eight is what yeah. I saw, but like you said, there's a couple of different stuff. But six yeah. to eight is what I've been seeing. Hamstring injury seems to be uh, a pretty bad one. So uh, he let's. I would count on him being out six weeks. Um, hopefully he can come back and either end of November or end of December. But um, Josh Kelly has shown that he has some value um, with Eckler. His role is you know, at least going to stay the same or probably expand a little bit. Justin Jackson's another name that is going to be, for me, I, I think Kelly's owned in most leagues. I, I don't know who I'd prefer out of these two. It, it may be Jackson for me. What, what do y'all think? Do y'all, Which one of these guys would y'all prefer? Me personally? Um, I liked Jackson before um, coming into the year. I think early in the podcast I was kind of talking about keeping an eye on Jackson. Y'all were so a couple of you guys were more on the Kelly side. Um, Jackson had that early injury, so Kelly got a little more work. But I think um, Jackson is going to be the eye, the guy to keep an eye on because, like you said earlier, I think it's a passing game work. The Chargers throw the ball to running backs. They throw the ball to running backs. Joshua Kelly is not known for his pass catching. I think Joshua Kelly probably leads the team. Uh, in the carry role, I think he he'll get more carries, but I think that Justin Jackson is going to kind of, you know, not a ma- as big of a role as Eckler had whenever um, Melvin was there, but I think you know Justin Jackson is going to get probably five or six targets a game. Yeah, I, th- I think he's I think he slots into the Eckler role more so than than Kelly does. What do you think, Sully? Uh, I mean, I can see that, but if we're just going on say one sample size of a game. Um, uh, Kelly had three targets on 26 yards for three, uh, three receptions, 26 yards on three targets. And Justin Jackson had two, two targets, two receptions, 12 yards. So I'm not saying I, I do agree with you on a sense, but I, I think it'll be like a w- Kelly one and Justin Jackson one B, but I wouldn't doubt Kelly gets receptions. I, I could, I could definitely see that. And they could I w- both get five a game if I'm being honest. I was watching the game. Targets. They pretty much split the third down work up the middle. Do keep in mind that this was Justin's first game back from injury and stuff too, so it may not have been, maybe not the clearest picture. Um, but it, I mean that's that's what we have to go off of so far. Um, I, I he's a must add though. And just just oh, Jack, yeah. they're they're both must yeah. adds. Um, Jackson for me is right there with Dearness Johnson as far as pickups. I think yeah. I I think he gets eight Who to you twel- picking, eight to twelve carries and to targets. Who are you grabbing first? Because I I feel like hearing you earlier, you're kind of you're kind of leaning that Justin Jackson. I, I I would probably I would probably go Justin Jackson over him because because of the receptions. Well, and I mean Kelly's a rookie. I mean it's not out of the question. I've I've liked what I've seen from Justin Jackson in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's out of the question that Justin Jackson keeps playing better and better and and takes on a a little bit larger role than yeah. Darius you know can. I mean he has Cream Hunt in front of him who's gonna be the focal point. Yeah, so. and, and he's proved in KC that he can take a full load and get the receptions and do everything right. already. You know, that's that was something that um, that he, they knew that he could do. He could take that role. Right, that Hunt can. But, right, then, as you're saying, and, and we don't – Josh Kelly is a rookie, so there's no telling what, you know, what, what he can take on. So, I like both the guys. Um, going over to the Bucks it's really nice to see this offense finally – get going, really explode in the second half. They were, I mean, Brady was going to, to all of his guys, uh, which all those guys is, is hitting – that number is getting lower and lower every week because O.J. Howard is done for the year with the torn Achilles, which is 
Um, I mean, I don't think anyone was starting O.J. Howard, but he was getting a lot of playing time and seeing consistent targets week in, week out. So it will change the way this offense looks. I think Gronk will take on a little bit more of a snap share, hopefully sees a little more targets, but this vaults braid into – you guys, you, I, he's a he's a kind of a keep an eye on guy. Like he, he, he should be picked up. He, he in, in stash in, in deeper leagues. If you have some room, I, I I wouldn't mind picking him up. In ten man leagues, it's probably hard to get him on your bench unless you have some deeper benches. But he's definitely a keep an eye on. And it seems like every year Bray is just it's kind of a, a nagging pest where he just he's always there. You don't know when to start him, but he he gets some. He has some good games. You can start him in some good matchups. So um, he's. He's back again on on the radar. Scotty Miller, uh, another good game, five for eighty three, and a touchdown. And a touchdown on seven targets. Yep, it's a good amount. Uh, Mike Evans leading the league in in uh, touchdowns this year. He, I've watched all their all the Bucks games this year. Brady's looking for Mike um, in the red zone a lot. He's he's kind of staring him down as he should. Yep, mm-hmm. and um, Mike's Mike got banged up in the game. It looks like he actually has a mild high ankle sprain so that's something to uh to keep an eye on uh going forward they're they're playing on a short week this week uh thursday night versus the bears so uh keep an eye on that we're recording this monday night and he didn't practice today and i i would be i think it's a probably a 50 50 chance he, he plays this week he was able to battle it out this week but um the, those ankle injuries tend to swell up and get more a little more sore uh the next the next few days so Definitely something to to keep an eye on. Rojo went six for seventeen on nine targets receiving, like six receptions, amazing. Seventeen yards, dog shit. Yeah, and nine he, targets, so that's a lot. I love and that. And the the three targets he didn't catch were all drops. So that it sucked because Lashawn has a ankle sprain, and this was a chance, in my opinion, to, for Ronald Jones to go out there and prove he could be a third down back and maybe keep that role uh, whenever Fournette does come back because LaShawn McCoy, like we talked about last week, looks like a, a ghost of himself. He doesn't look good at all. But um, if Fournette continues to miss time, Ronald Jones is – he's solid RB too. I mean, yeah, he's getting – Yeah, he's he's definitely um, a must-start unless you have some really good options at running back. Let's talk about the Rams-Giants. Really a terrible game to watch. <laughs> um, I mean, to be honest – um, I was really, really excited for Henderson. I've been pumping him up all week. I really thought they were going to give him majority of the snaps and carries, and I thought he was in a blow-up spot here against the Giants. And he was he was my biggest disappointment of the week. He only got 39% of the snaps while Malcolm Brown got 61%. <laughs> um, they were using Malcolm on basically all their third down. Um, all their pass game uh, work was, was all to Malcolm. Um, I don't I mean I don't really know what to do with this backfield. It's turned into a kind of a hot hand committee backfield that you you don't know what's gonna happen. I Patriots mean, type shit. We mm-hmm. this is like three weeks. Forty nine type shit prior to Moss really taking off. This is I mean, you think about it. First week everyone thought Akers was gonna be the guy. Malcolm Brown ended up. Is doing Akers it. when he gets back though? No. I don't know. I really don't. I I in week two, it was we thought it was gonna be Malcolm Brown. Henderson has a good game. Week three, week three, everyone predicted Henderson, and Henderson got the work. But then last week, 
Malcolm. I mean, we we don't we don't know week in week out now what's going to happen. We I mean, it looks like Acres is going to be back this week, so we I don't start any three of these guys. Not even DFS. I don't know who to who's you know who to play, but I, I would hang on to all three backs and hope that a one or two can carve out a consistent role because this is it's a really good situation for fantasy if if we can just get one or two of them to to get the consistent carries week in week out. Um, another really bad game to watch was the Bears and Colts. That was a it literally put me to sleep. Um, Ty Hilton, man, he looks like he's like in the AJ Green range. He looks completely done. Pinch, you want to keep taking your victory lap on on Hilton? No, I, I think people understand at this point. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just not there. I mean, when you got guys like Zach Pastel as your wide receiver one coming into the game and <laughs> and out targets and out catches T.Y. Hilton with all those receivers that have gone down. I mean, come on. And yeah. it's against the Bears. I mean, yeah. I, how upset is Phillip Rivers? I mean, he, he had some really good receivers on the Chargers. <laughs> he ain't looking so hot right now. No, they don't. That whole passing game, I think it's one to avoid for a while because they just don't they just don't have much there. I mean, Moai Cox did have the touchdown, but they're On they were using reception. <laughs> they were using all three tight yeah. ends. Burton was actually got involved in the game. Duel was involved, so um, unless they s- can find ways to get Moai Cox more involved, uh, I'm not touching this really this whole offense besides Jonathan Taylor. That's the only one. Yeah, and, and even him, he even he didn't 68 yards. I mean, 68 no, yards. He hasn't on 17 he carries. One one target. He hasn't exploded Ew. like I like I thought he was going to, but um, th- they really they really haven't run blocked that well for him. Uh, I think I think that improves, but uh, he's the only guy on this this whole offense that I'm really yeah but to to play. I'm looking at carries. You know, he got 17. Hines got nine. Wilkins got nine. I yep. mean, that's. Yeah. That's a, that's a committee. I yep. think at the, at this point, I don't know if there's a startable Colt anywhere. Anywhere. Oh, I, I think. I think. I mean, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan I take. I take that back. I'm sorry. Yeah. A, a, other than Jonathan Taylor, I don't think there's another person you can start no, anywhere. There's, there's there's definitely not. I mean, there's really not even. Moale Cox is a guy you can stash on your bench. Besides that, I don't even. I don't even want him on the bench. I mean, Hilton. Hilton's droppable right now. Pascal sure. is a guy to keep an eye on. I I, I yeah. don't think you. I mean, if you're really hurting at receiver and you're looking for a, a guy, you know, after you get your first waiver wire pickup, I think Pasco might be a guy to look at because I think he is wide receiver one there. And, yeah, it, this was just a really weird game. And I don't – I expect him to throw the ball a little more than they did. But I'm just saying there's got to be a receiver to be thrown to, and I, I do expect it to be him if the if it, the volume does increase. Yeah, I just – I personally think it's just divvied up to – a bunch of different guys in this offense, and I'm I really want no part of it. Um, on the other side of the ball, Foles didn't didn't look great. Um, Anthony Miller had a, a really bad game, which is disappointing to see. Um, Robinson, you know, got on track again this week. Um, but the guy I'm keeping my eye on is is this Mooney kid. Uh, very fast, very explosive. Um, a lot of the draft analysis that I that I like. Um, Dane Brugler's one that I really like. He was really high on him. Um, thought if he could continue to work on his hands and his route running, that he could be a, a really good deep threat in the league. And I mean, when he was, he really flashed some some potential this week. He went up and made a nice catch. He was getting uh, open consistently. 
was a tough matchup versus the Colts, and he still produced for five fifty-two. So uh, he's nine he's, targets too. Nine targets, yeah. He was it was him and Robinson um, in the passing game. So we're gonna get last name's Mooney. I like that. Yeah, he he look. I'm, when you watch him, man, he's gonna watch him this Thursday night. He's gonna really he's gonna impress people. I think it's another tough matchup versus the Bucks. So keep an eye on him. Hopefully he can have a, kind of a similar game. If he does it again this week, um, he'll probably be in my you know top five to ten waiver wire pickups for next week. Just just a guy that like I said to keep an eye on. So at least your Eagles, they finally got a, a dub. Yeah, we did. Number one. Go Birds. In the NFC East. Go ahead and rub that in. Yeah. Um, it's not something to be super proud out proud about, but getting a win is. So, you know, I'm happy there. It uh it, it was a tough fight against the good old forty ers another beat up team. They're a little bit more beat up than us, but we you know, we, we have room to complain as well. Um Carson obviously didn't put up crazy fantasy numbers, but he did progress in, in, in the quarterback he's been this year. He looked a hell of a lot better. Sanders was a little bit disappointing, hard defense, but um honestly if you're talking about fantasy relevant players there's no one that exceeded expectations this game. Greg Ward, unfortunately, did not um, do as, as we expected. Um, you know, Pence started him, and honestly, I would have started him over a couple of different players this week. But, um, you know, with Sherman out and the, the the DBs over there, really not – they're good, you know what I mean. But, um, yeah, uh, fantasy-wise, not, not huge on it. Um, from the 49ers side, clearly um, George Kittle destroyed us. Um, a lot of Twitter analysts from the Eagles side are claiming he's one of the new killers to go along with Larry Fitz and Julio on the Eagles. And uh, Kittle did it, what, 15 for 183 on 15 targets in a tutty. I mean, he, I loved he went it. Off. <laughs> loved it. I mean, because I have him on my team. You know what I mean? Go Birds, they still won. But honestly, my biggest um, – impre- the person I was most impressed with, but I did also expect it, was Jarek McKinnon. I picked him up in one of my leagues and played him in place of CEH just in case – um, that Casey game didn't play, and I'm not upset. He put up 22, which is more than CEH. Um, well, he went 14 for 54 and a teddy, and then seven receptions for 43. And while that is against a Eagles defense with no linebackers, I mean, that's a, that's a good game. Yeah, it's a really good game. And I'll say this about McKinnon. A, he's looked very good this this whole year. It looks like he's, the injuries are completely behind him. Um, and I think... Early in the year, I, I thought this would kind of be a three-headed monster with, with Tevin Coleman getting involved. Uh, Tevin's going to come back in a couple weeks from the IR, but I think it's I think it's the McKinnon and Mostert uh, show from here on out whenever both these guys healthy. And I think McKinnon's sneakily like a low-end, a very low-end RB2 or, or definitely flex RB3 play. flex play the rest of the way. I mean, he's going to get a nice number of carries. He's going to be the third-down guy. He'll get used in the red zone some. I mean, he... I think he has, you know, some nice value the rest of the way. So um, definitely hang on to McKinnon if you got him. And if you have someone that's, you know, eyeing Mostert coming back and looking to get rid of McKinnon for cheap or maybe he gets dropped soon, man, go ahead and grab him. Um, And it does look like Mostert's going to miss another week with MCL. I think um, initially I was hoping that he was only going to miss a couple weeks, but it it sounds like today from from Shanahan it's not looking good for him to play this week. So, um Go ahead and fire up McKinnon again this week. And McKinnon has Miami next week, so yep. you can expect a good game out of that, let's just be honest. Yep, for sure. Um, so the game tonight, uh, Kansas City and New England end up being a lot closer uh, than we all expected. Um, Cam's back next week, so the offense will look different. But the biggest news uh, was 
Damian Harris comes off the IR and looks really damn good. So it's 17 for 104, I believe. I mean, that's 100 on the dot. 100 on the dot. I mean, that's that's a great um, great game. I, I know New England running backs are always a pain to know when to start and stuff, but you, you got to go get him. He's this was. I mean, I'm not trying to cut you off. No, Keep no. Going. Uh, I mean, to for him to come off IR and just instantly get 17 carries and go for 100. Uh, I, that's saying something. And like you said, it is the Patriots' backfield. I actually drafted Damian Harris because there was a lot of talk coming out of camp, how good he looked, and that Sony, they didn't know if he was going to be for sure back by the end of the year, or beginning of the year. And then the thumb injury to Harris, I ended up hanging on to him for two weeks, and then I dropped him because I needed to make a move. And, of course, you know, now he's going to be a, a probably a, a pretty big waiver wire ad. Um, he's not going to catch the ball. It's it's just solely based on if he can keep if he can get fifteen, fifteen carries uh, he could be he can, be a starter in, in your on your fantasy team because they'll they'll find the zone, but it is tough because they have shown when Cam is back that he is just going to be their their red zone, everything, I mean they have a a package literally just for him to run the ball in, so it is going to be hard. Uh, but it, it is somebody that needs to be picked up and 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 put away, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I agree with you about Cam limiting his touchdown upside. There's really no upside in the receptions, but um, Sony's out three weeks, IR, um, get Damian. Where where does he fit with for y'all with Justin Jackson and Dearness Johnson? Is he ahead of those guys, um, behind them? Where, where is he for y'all? I'd say he's I'd say he's behind Dearness, maybe ahead of Justin. And I, I don't know yet. I need to do more research on Justin. I, I was kind of sleeping on him because he was injured and I was really high on Kelly. But after you know more internal discussions tonight, I need to look more into that. But the reason the reason I don't like Harris as much as the number one spot is because he doesn't catch the ball. Yeah. So I mean, if he doesn't have a touchdown, ten yard, I mean, hundred yards is is not that much points. You know. Yep. Yeah, it's not that great. Yeah, he's he's the third one running back on that list for yeah. me. Yeah, I, I, and I like Harris. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. I just, he's just RB three for me. Yeah. I like Johnson. I think I've been. I'm kind of gonna ride that Browns backfield if I can. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think him and Dearness for me is kind of a toss up. And they're all. I mean, if you like Harris more than those two guys, go grab him for sure. Um, but I just I hate hate having Patriot running backs and mm-hmm. you can get burned so easily with them. I mean, mm-hmm. Damien could be the starter going in next week and he'll get three carries while Burkhead gets nine and, Ew. you know, White plays the whole game. I mean, you, just, you never and know what they're going to do. 11 receptions. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so it's, it's um, tough. But it's, he, he's must add um, and he they look good. So And it's not that Damien can't catch the ball. It's not. Right. I mean, it's not. It's just the way they're going to use him. Yeah. So, um, and then the other – Big news from tonight. Well, Julio didn't play the second half. Hamstring really looked pretty banged up with the ankle. Um, but Robert uh, Tanyan, who they call Mini Kittle, we're apparently good friends with Kittle, had a huge night, three three touchdowns. Uh, I know Devontae Adams wasn't playing, but is this something we can – can we expect him to have some kind of role going forward in this offense? I think you get somebody like that Aaron Rodgers finds like that. He'll he'll run with momentum with players like that. But Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams are just going to suck up touchdowns 
whenever they're together or when one's out and the other one's not getting a lot of touchdowns. I don't see him carving out a top 10 tight end role, in my opinion. That's no, just, but I think he's... He's somebody to keep an eye why on. Why can't though? he be their third, though? Their third yeah, look, exactly. you know what I mean? Devontae, I mean, Jones, Tanyan. With Lazard going down, Scantley's... Not doing he's been he's doing. been an up and down player. Um, I I would think most week Lazard is I mean not Lazard but uh, about as Scantling is that number three guy on that offense. But Tunyon's improving every week and he looks good. I he's another guy. I have him behind Schultz as far as pickups, but yeah, he's he's definitely a pickup and he he could be he could be used in in bye week fillings right now for sure, especially for like Hawkinson owner. Um, Tunyon's not a, a a bad option to. He can also be a cheap DFS play as well. I played him tonight, and I mean, he he got me five dollars. I think. Yeah, his buy is next week. I'm gonna say I take that back about Hawkinson because his buy is next week. So, but he 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 can be someone that can be used in the next few weeks for for buys. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm following. I I I can agree with you for guys a little bit, but I know Aaron Rodgers, and he's not known for tight ends. He's he's never been a huge tight end targeting guy but I mean it doesn't matter it for targets if you're catching touchdowns so if he can keep you know a touchdown if he can be that red zone guy why you know maybe Adams is out or you know maybe they lock those two guys down but I, I'm not I'm not all in I'm not even really jumping I'm not going to pick him up on waivers that's for sure but I can see y'all's point yeah I mean week two two catches 25 yards touchdown week three Five catches, fifty yards, touchdown this week. Six catches, ninety-eight yards, three touchdowns. So yeah, touchdowns. He is there. he's improving. He is getting the looks in the in the red zone. And Aaron Rodgers is so efficient. He gets one red zone target a week. He could score a touchdown. No, a week, yeah, so. you're, you guys are one hundred percent right. Like I said, but I'm I'm with you, Pence. As far as you know, Devontae Adams is out. Rodgers typically doesn't target the tight end. So let's pump the brakes a little bit. But but no, I mean you hear those numbers for those three weeks like that. That's that's. That we is his mindset in a matter of twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean. that's that's encouraging. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this, I, this offense looks like one of the best in the league. Stash right now. him, put so, him, grab him. I yeah. agree. I, I'm, I'll I'll admit that I was wrong. So a couple <laughs> notes that good either, to be honest. A <laughs> <laughs> couple quick notes before we before we jump out of here. Uh, looks like Le'Veon set to return uh, this week. I'm I'm not starting him unless you're really desperate. I don't know what to expect coming back. Well, Darnold might be out. And Dar- Darnold, I saw that. yeah, Darnold may be out. He so, has it's like he has an AC joint. AC sprain. joint sprain. Yeah. So fuck playing any of those guys. Yeah, yeah, that, I don't even want him in right now. In, in general, I mean Crowder, yeah, has some value, but outside of that, now I'm I'm with you. Speaking of AC joint sprains, um, Drew Locke looks like he's gonna be able to come back this week, or at least. The, the signs are pointing that way. Um, I mean, none of the quarterbacks did great in his, re, you know, in his absence, but maybe this can um, can spark their offense a little bit. They need something. They don't they don't look very good offensively, and it looks like Fant is going to miss this week with the ankle sprain, and he's going to be considered week to week. Looks like it's probably going to be a couple weeks for Fant. So um, keep starting Jerry Judy if you have him. I know he hasn't been he's been good. He hasn't been just great uh, so far. But he's getting better. Um, he he looks really good on the field. Uh, but to but me. Fant being out helps majorly. It helps him and, a lot. And I think Hamler had that hamstring injury in the game. I haven't really heard info on that. But is Patrick um, a product of backup QB play? I 
I don't know what Patrick for seven targets he, and one thirteen. He sparked last year. The he, same. He's looked the t- every time yeah. I I watch him play, he looks explosive and stuff. But I, I just think he's one of those guys that, for whatever reason, can never put it all together. I'm I'm not. I'm not gonna chase the stats from last week, but uh, he's definitely a guy I'll you know I'll keep my eye on for next yeah. week because um, he he looks good, he looks explosive, and then last thing, probably minor news, but I I did see where Flores wouldn't commit to Fitzpatrick this week as a starter, so maybe we're getting closer to to two a time. Two, two. I mean Fitzpatrick hasn't played bad, but. I mean, Flores wants to win. This guy's super competitive, and he has his team playing hard. I mean, they they were in the game versus Seattle in the fourth quarter. So, no, oh, I re- I respect Flores. I-, I love what he's doing in Miami. No, I do too. I, I truly do. He he, he's going to flip that team. Hundred yeah, percent. He, he has them playing really hard. And yeah, if, and with if, the way the Texans are playing right now, they're going to get a top five pick with those no, draft no. picks that they got for Tunsil. I, I mean, mean, can you can you can you imagine them, the Dolphins adding? Uh, a Waddle oh, or I Jamar Chase to, to that offense. Oh, or, God. It would be with Tua. Look out, man. Miami's, Miami's coming. I don't care what anybody sure. says. You got two corners like that on your team locked up, too? Damn. Miami Look Bills good. next year. That's going to be kind of fun now that They're, y'all got me riding this. Yeah. I, I'd love to see Tua. Honestly, at this point, I think he's had enough time to fully heal, and I think that's what they really wanted. He's gotten more in, you know. He's gotten more time to look into the offense. Uh, I mean, and like you said, Flores wants to win. Uh, Fitzpatrick is not the future. No. So, and Miami's offensive line has not played as bad as I expected them to. Yeah. It's not great, <laughs> but right. I'm ready to see it. I'd yeah. love to see it. I would. I would still prefer to wait a few more weeks and just let that young line keep getting better and, and keep improving. But, I mean. They're they're getting to watch two at practice. They're getting to be in the meetings with them. If he's really getting a grasp of this offense and he's completely cleared by the medical staff, I mean, why not? Yeah, you know, and go ahead and get him ready for next year. Parker had another good game. Parker, yeah, he's still battling. He had an ankle injury. He's battling hamstring and ankle injuries now. But um, anyone concerned that Preston Williams was going to cut into his role um, shouldn't be concerned anymore. It's Devontae Parker's show uh, in Miami, um, and really, really nothing else besides him. But uh, I think that's going to be it for us this week, guys. Um, hope you really enjoyed this show. Uh, go give us a follow. So at least go ahead and plug the, the Twitter for us. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be FFRP underscore podcast. That's FFRP underscore podcast. Yeah, go, go give us a follow. Give us a follow, guys. Hit the like button. Subscribe to us. And um, yeah, tune back in next week as we recap the games from the previous week and talk about current news and give you some some uh, guys to go pick up on the waiver wire. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show and uh, see you next week. Peace. Hey.